Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. The duo Black Violin released their new album, Take the Stairs, on November 1st. The group combines classical music and hip-hop. Its members have been described by PBS as two former high school orchestra nerds who use their love of Bach and Beethoven to reimagine classical music and connect with new audiences. And they're doing it with strings. Let's listen to a cut from Take the Stairs. It's called Show Off. Black Violin's Show Off. On it, Kevin Sylvester, who's better known as Kev Marcus, plays violin. And Wilner Baptiste, who's better known as Will B, plays the viola. The two joined us in studio Sunday in advance of their show that night at the Two Hill. Kev Marcus and Will B, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So, Kev, this feels like a really unusual combination. What leads a musician to say, you know what, let's try to combine classical and hip-hop? I mean, I think it was a lot about, you know, our background. You know, we grew up listening to hip-hop, loving hip-hop, you know, especially in the uh, late 90s, you know. And um, we studied classical music in, in middle school and high school at a really high level. So, you know, for us, I mean, the opportunity kind of presented itself. We would play classical music on top of like hip hop beats and people would lose their mind. And then at that point it was just like, well, how do we make a career out of this? You know, and how do we package this emotion that people are feeling and, um, and, you know, travel around the world and sell it to them, you know, and that's kind of how we, uh, we came about it. So it was very natural for us to do this. Will this idea of people losing their mind, are these um, people who are young people like you two, or is it more like old ladies who love classical music are suddenly dancing (laughs) in the aisles? You'll be surprised everybody. We've had old, you know, old people with canes, you know, jumping up, throwing the cane down and having a good time. So it's across the board. It doesn't matter where you're from, your background. Everybody seems just are drawn to our music, you know. So, Kev, you had an interview with NPR and you said that both hip hop and classical music are in a lot of ways party music. They're party music for different eras. I love that idea. Explain what you mean by that. Well, I mean, you know, back in the day, you know, somebody would roll up on Mozart and be like, look, I need a new, you know, waltz or a new serenade or a sarabande or a minuet for this party that I'm throwing, you know, with all the countess and the duchess of all of, you know, wherever. And that's basically what it was. It's like, you know, especially Mozart, like, you know, when they're commissioning things, it's really for a big ball, you know, or, or you know, back with Bach, it was more um, more religious, but it was still always like, you know, we need something done for this, you know, mm-hmm. now it's just, you know, you know, now that, you know, DJs are that, you know, <laughs> that's the difference. You go to a DJ or a producer or something and be like, look, I need that new, that new heat, you know, and it's just uh, different eras, but the, uh, the format is still the same and the way that um, music is commissioned, you know, is still for the same purpose. It's just different types of genres now. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear about your musical journeys, just because I think this is really interesting that you picked up on those commonalities that, that people have been missing for as long <laughs> as hip hop has been in existence. Um, Will, let's start with you. T- tell us about your musical journey. Did you start with the viola? 
I did actually. I started the viola. Um, I played the violin for like a day. <laughs> <laughs> what made you switch? Uh, everyone was ignoring the viola, so I was I was like, listen, I'm not gonna play this for long. So let me pick up this thing that everyone seems to hate. So I picked it up, and you know, 24 years later, I'm still playing it. So so tell us about the viola. Why? I mean, it is an instrument that I think most of us can't even picture in our head right. when we hear the name of it. Uh, what is it like, and and why do you think it's been sort of neglected? Because it doesn't have the solos. I mean, if you think about the the, the the string section, you got the violin, viola, the cello, the bass. You know, the cello kind of provides that that out that tenor. You know, that bass and nice. You know, and and the bass is obviously the bass, and the violin has the solos and the prettiness, and the viola is just like the stepchild in the corner. It's like, please pick me. You know what I mean? So that's just historically how it's always been. And um, you know, I'm just an oddball anyway. So you know, if everybody's running this way, I'm like, man, I'm running this way. You know, it's just me. So, um, you know, we fell in love and uh, we've been together ever since, yeah. And even as you got really proficient at this, you were never tempted to switch to a more prominent instrument? No, I mean, I think, you know, um, at a very early age, I just, it, you know, playing the viola just made me feel different. I love how it made me feel. And um, I do play a lot of different other instruments, but I never was thinking about dropping that and picking something else. You know what I mean? Like, it, I was always still drawn to it. What uh, what other instruments do you play? Play a little keyboard, a little guitar, a little, a little bass guitar, a little trumpet, a little, a little drums, you know, a little something. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's vocals, you know. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> um, Kev, tell me about your musical journey. You've got um, you've got the violin, and that is um, the star instrument that gets the solos. Were you drawn Ooh. to that right from the get go? <laughs> well, my mother made me drawn to it at the very beginning. I guess she made me do it at the at the very beginning. But um, I played violin for maybe like four years, and then in high school I switched to viola. Actually because I'm a big guy and, you know, viola is a little bit bigger than the violin. And um, and honestly, my teacher was like, look, you know, you can get a full scholarship on viola. Nobody is nice mm. on viola. So I switched because I was really all about trying to get a college scholarship. And then um, so I got my degree in viola performance. So we're both violists. But then when oh, we wow. put this group together, you know, somebody had to play violin. Somebody has to take that. So when we flipped a coin. I lost. And now I play violin. You know? Is that so right? It literally <laughs> came down to a coin flip. Basically. You know? And both of you wanted the viola. You're both oddballs. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I you guess. Because, <laughs> I mean, again, it's like, you know, everyone, you know, there's so much competition on violin. There's not a lot of nice viola players. So, like, even now, like, I'm mad that he got the viola because it's like, yeah, I'm the violinist in the group, but I got to compete with, like, Joshua Bell and all these great violinists. He's the best viola player in the world. Like, you know, I mean, just yeah. by default. So, it's just sort of like, yeah, but, you know, I'll take it, you know, and then black viola wouldn't have sounded good anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, you make yeah. a really good point there. So, for people who are not as well-versed in the viola. Everybody, of course, knows how the violin sounds. Tell us a little bit about the difference between these two instruments. Like, how is your sound different with a viola and a violin versus if you just had two violins? Well, you know, it's kind of like, if you're familiar with the chorus, it's just kind of like the soprano and the alto. is basically the difference between the two. And obviously, like Kev said earlier, the, the viola is much bigger. You know, not much bigger, but bigger. You know what I'm saying? There's different sizes to it. You can go all the way up to like 17 inch, which is just like pretty massive, right? Which is something I'm looking for, actually. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's pretty much the difference. It's it's a uh, it's a fifth lower, and the violin's a fifth higher. So it's it's lower. It's it's prettier. It's just better. <laughs> you know, all the way around. <laughs> so tell me about the process then of working hip hop into these two stringed instruments. What does that sound like? Do you have an idea of what track that you want to add, and then go from what? Where do you start? 
Uh, it starts different places. Sometimes, you know, um, like that song Show Off, for instance, like that song started with the, the violin lick, you know, and it was just like, I just like the lick. And I was just, you know, I was like, we're going to find some way to make this a song. And then once I, you know, laid down the lick, you know, Will and I got together and kind of put the beat together. And then, you know, so that one was kind of, you know, it was it, the violin drove that one, you know. But then there's other songs that, you know, like A Flat, which is our most popular song ever. Um, you know, that song, for instance, it was a, a, a DJ of hours he you know dj infamous um he gave us this beat and we were like man this beat is crazy let's throw some violins on it and then 30 minutes later the song was done and now it's like our most popular song so you know it's, it comes different ways um we try not to limit how creation is um is is really embarked upon so we just come at it and you know however it comes out is how it comes out let's listen to another cut from your new album um this song that we're going to play is called one step Standing on the landmine and we're singing hallelujah Thrown into the end times and we're singing hallelujah Gonna take my, take my, take my for the future Baby, take my, take my, take my for the future One step to the future Been down but I've been strong Don't right when you turn But it's no one One step to the future Step to the future And that's One Step. It's from Black Violin's new album, Take the Stairs. And we're talking to Black Violin today in studio. Um, that's Kevin Sylvester, better known as Kev Marcus, and Wilner Baptiste, better known as Will B. Uh, they have a show at the Two Hill. And so this song, One Step, this sounds a little bit different than the other song that we played. Tell us how this one came together. Well, um, yeah, we were working with this producer. Um, his name is Phil Berdu. Berdu, sorry. <laughs> And uh, amazing, talented producer. Um, and basically, you know, we were in the studio and he presented this song. It wasn't completely finished yet. Um, we didn't add a lot of different pieces to it, the piano and the strings. But we were very much drawn to the song, just the concept of it, just the idea of taking that next step to the future, no matter what. You know, if you're if you're being thrown down on the ground, just get up and take that next step. You know, we were very drawn to that that vibe and, and that message and um, and that's pretty much our careers and our lives, you know what I mean? So and then we just went in the studio and just finished it up and, you know, we had to really make it ours. We had to make it speak our language or whatever. And um, you know, a day later, here you have it. One step, you know what I mean? So it's a very, very powerful song. It's a very um strong message it's a much needed message i think it feels like it almost has more of a rock vibe than right. sort of your classic hip-hop kind of sound is that a direction that you see yourself maybe moving more towards in the future or is this just one step in a in a different direction just for this song just one step mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean you know the album take the stairs and all of our albums honestly just have a, um like i think we try to go into it and we 
we're, we are trying to be limitless in how we approach it. So some songs are rock. I mean, if you play another song on there, it's completely classical. Play another song on there, it's just like Miami bass. You play another, you know. But the, the violin seems to kind of weave everything together and make it, you know, cohesive because of that. And, um, and then for us, I mean, it's just like, you know, when you go into it without any expectations, then, you know, hopefully you're creating the best, you know, art that we have. And that's kind of how we do it. So, yeah, that does definitely has more of a rock feel. But, you know, the violin's still there and it's still, you know, intertwined in there. And it is still us and we're still being true to ourselves and our art and our craft. That's actually a perfect transition um, for our third guest that we have today in studio, and that is a St. Louis musician, uh, Brandon McCadney, who's better known as Mad Keys. He's a local music producer who works in hip-hop and jazz with electronic and funk, and he also plays the violin, which is why we kind of liked this pairing, people taking violin in interesting and unusual ways. Um, And he's got an album coming out in January. So Brandon McCadney, Mad Keys, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So how would you describe your music? It is very hard to describe my music because that's why I'm, I thought I'd make you do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just because I'm inspired by so many other so many, so much music uh from you know from hip-hop from jazz to classical to to funk to you know gospel pretty much everything I listen to a lot of music so a lot of has been inspired me a lot inspired my music is inspired by a lot of other music so it's kind of hard to kind of put it in the box now you're also classically trained um, yes. tell us a bit about your background in music so I started playing violin in the fourth grade and I didn't want to play the violin uh, what did you want to do so nobody wants the violin it's feeling very <laughs> neglected today it's, it's funny because my, my mom said so I wanted to play the saxophone my mom said that she didn't want me on stage passing out so <laughs> I'm like, is that a problem with the saxophone? People are, are passing out. <laughs> That's why I'm like, come on. Then I want to play the drums, but she didn't want me making all that noise in her house. Mm-hmm. So then she's like, why don't you play the violin? I'm like, I'm playing no violin. <laughs> but but, but you, you did end up taking it up. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I have no regrets. It's, it's, I love it. Um, you know, and since then, I'm still playing today. I love playing, and you know, it's just been a part of my uh, what I do. So we've got a cut from your upcoming album, and it's called New Again. Let's listen to that. That's New Again by St. Louis musician Brandon Brandon McCadney, who is known as Mad Keys. When did you first have the sense, Brandon, that violins could go beyond just the classical? I would say around high school, uh, I met a a good friend of mine. His name's Mario Turnage. And he, uh, him and I, we butt heads a lot in high school. And it's funny because we we were both, we both in advanced orchestra, so we would play, you know, we, we were, I would hear him play music uh, that was on the radio all the time. And, you know, he was, at the time, you know, Trey Songs was out. He was playing all Trey Songs. We was like, man, I'm trying to be like that, man. So I'm over, so I'll go home, try to play. Just, I try to listen 
to what's what I'm hearing on the mu- on the radio or whatever. And then, you know, I try to translate that over over the violin and I'm just studying what he's doing. And, um, you know, that's when I started learning, yo, I can, you know, violin isn't just one dimensional. It's not just classical. It's, you know, it can be, you know, whatever it is that you want, you want it to be. So. And, um, and when did you become aware that here's these two guys who are really taking off as musicians who have built their career on just that? So it's funny, like when, the moment I started, you know, getting more, I say when I was in college, you know, um, my family was like, yeah, you know, I see you playing the violin, you still doing music. You check out this group, Black Violin, you know, people were sending me links, stuff like that. Like, yeah, let me check them out, you know. Uh, and then later on, you know, I started seeing the work and then um, even 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 some of our latest videos like uh, Stereotypes, uh, you know, and that being captured, you know, showing those images of what, you know, what happened here. You know, it was just really cool to see uh, how, you know, other black violinists that are doing it, um, violists. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's really cool seeing that how you know they were able to how you guys were able to create the violin, make the violin a uh, you know this the main instrument, the main focal point right. of the music. So uh, mm-hmm. I think you know more people need to see that, and that's right. something that definitely inspired me. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the hard part that I, you know when we talk to kids about it too. It's just like the hard part is to like you know f- find this thing that you do differently than everyone else and then like convince everybody that that's cool you know and that you know and the fact that you know we are you know you know black guys that you know play the violin and you know sometimes you know people are like oh well you know you shouldn't be doing that or you know what i mean like to me i think you know we we ran towards it just like you like we run towards that kind of like well we ain't supposed to be doing this so you know we use the thing that they say the reason why why i get you which i guess is our blackness is why we couldn't do it we shouldn't do it and then we put that in the forefront and and now we're doing something that, you know, that that we're creating a completely different lane. And um, it sounds like that's what you do at the same time, you know. So it's, um, you know, awesome. It's definitely great. So that Absolutely. pushback of people saying that black men shouldn't play the violin, where do you think that comes from? Or play the viola, for that matter? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's just the, the culture of classic music has always been this, like, you know, you know, prestigious, like elite, elite, mm-hmm. untouchable mm-hmm. entity, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know what I mean? And it's just like historically, just black people haven't really been had access to not just classical music, just anything that's had that that stigma behind it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. classical music is just no different. Even now, you know, as we speak, we have interviews all the time when when um, classical individuals are just kind of like, you know, what's the state of classical music as we stand? I'm just like, well, the state is it's it's literally dying away, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it needs people like Black Violin and Matt Keys to kind of like, you know, bridge these two gaps so younger kids are more um, interested in, in, in the music and the art form because it is a beautiful art form. But historically, classic music has just been like, you know, that guy that's in the corner with, you know, eat, you know, drinking the wine and, and sipping on the... This you know, old just, white man. This yes. old white man, just real fancy. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to touch him, you know, and he doesn't want to... He doesn't care about branching off and try to connect with other individuals because he's always been good. He has the listeners. He has the supporters. But now the supporters are literally dying away, and he's just like, what am I going to do? You know, what you got to do is you got to be more inclusive. You got to be more, you know, open to allowing other people to come into this world and respecting the way they express themselves within that world you know what i'm saying and um and honestly we don't really think 
too much about it. We're just going to do us no matter what. We don't really care about anyone's opinions or whatever. We're going to continue to be who we are and express our art form the way that we want to. So you did address that very topic in the song Stereotypes that, that Mad Keys mentioned just now. Let's listen to that. That's Stereotypes by Black Violin. So tell us a little bit about this song. What's the origin of of this as a topic? Um, You know, obviously we are the kind of group that breaks stereotypes. And, um, you know, that was kind of something that we went into the studio trying to figure out. Is just like, all right, well, how do we make a song that really kind of, you know, speaks to that? So this song, you know, as far as creation is concerned, it was the two of us and also DJ Infamous. um, And, you know, we just, you know, kind of started messing with like bum booms and just kind of messing with those. And we're like, we like it. And then put a trap beat behind it and like literally like I think this song it took us an hour and a half to write this mm. entire song so you know? it came to you so it, it came easily. to us really quick the music part and then you know once we finished with the music part we were like well how do we bring stereotypes into it so then you know we were in New York recording it and then I sent um, I sent a text to my wife and I was like hey I need everyone in the house to record th- a different definition of stereotypes so every time I hear it I hear those are my three daughters my mother my my wife and the producer of our album and then our um, tour manager at the time um, speaking the Spanish part um, and you know so when I hear it and now I think I'm like man that was like five years ago and I hear my daughters and they're so much older now than when they sounded in that in that but they were it was just a perfect fit for the song and you know just to like you know hear different you know kids talk about stereotypes and so for us we just want to like push people to break them you know because honestly you know I think we are um, where we are because we we went and we challenged what people thought was possible. And I think that the, the the pioneers in this world are the ones that do that. You know, where at the beginning you're like, what are you doing? And then you use that thing that they think is why you shouldn't do it and you use it as a weapon almost. And then now, you know, like, yeah, you know, so I think it's important for everyone to, you know, to to, to just kind of disregard, hey, you're too, you're, you're too old or you're a woman or you're a man, you can't do that, you're white or you're black, you can't, no. Like, you run towards it and highlight that difference. And that's basically what the song's about. Um, so I know you guys really place heavy emphasis on educational outreach. You talk to, I, I heard, 100,000 students every year. What's the hope? What, what's the message you want to convey to them? Well, the message is, is simply just be yourself, be who you are unapologetically, and just, just you know, work as hard as the next person next to you. Because a lot of times doing our shows, you know, it, you know, our show is impactful. It, it, it's really dope. But at the end of the day, it's not necessarily about the violence necessarily. It's about taking something that we've, that's been around for 400 years and doing something different with it. And what can you do with your passion, whatever that you have a passion for? It doesn't matter what it is. Just do it over and over again. And, and someone eventually is going to pay to do it. Not only that, but you're going to able to, we need a world of just new thinkers and, and new innovators. And, and that's what we try to really teach the kids 
and and you have to be yourself in order to do that. You know what I mean? Like we don't need another black violin or mad keys. Just mm-hmm. be whoever you are and be amazing at that which is that you love and you have a uh, passion for, you know. So, uh, Brandon, Mad Keys, uh, you're also trying to make an impact here in St. Louis, and I know something that you've got a passion for. You've got a one-day music conference next month. Give us just the, the overview of that. Yeah, so, um, you know, just touching on you know, what, you, what you were just saying, it's, that's something that I'm very passionate about, you know, just trying to find, you know, in what ways can, um, you know, can, can, we, can I provide value to, you know, to, to things that I find that I'm passionate about also. So we're uh, a business partner of mine. I, I consider him my brother, Orlando Vine. We're um, we're planning this fe- this conference called Beat Day, and essentially, what it's a one day conference devoted f- toward the advancement of uh, music producers and music creatives. Uh, so we're ho- we're having it's going to be a one it's going to be an all day event where um, where producers and artists come and play their music. Talk, we'll talk about their processes. Uh, we have a tech company we've partnered with that's going to be talking about music tech and their software. Um, we have a panelist where we're going to be discussing digital marketing and um, and uh, just branding when it comes to music. And then we're also going to have a uh, showcase. And we're also we're doing a lot of other things too. We have a lot of giveaways, and we partner with a lot of brands and um, CIC St. Louis and uh, Tech Artista. So it's going to be a really really powerful event. We're just really trying to. Uh, give so much value and to give so much to because the city uh, st louis there, there are a lot of music creators here like there are a lot of people um that are really that 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 are very very highly talented um and we just want to do what we can to give that give them resources that we so we can use the scale to be better and to and to grow well, Brandon McCadney, uh, better known as Mad Keys, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And Kev Marcus and uh, Will B. of Black Violin, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Our pleasure. Podcast episodes of St. Louis on the Air are available at stlpublicradio.org, or you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, the Google Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.